Welcome to the You Can Tell the Children podcast, a place where sharing God's word with the next generation in your circle of influence can be simple, easy, and fun. We know that intentionally teaching children about God and the relevancy of his word will be a game changer in their homes, schools, and communities. This podcast is a ministry of Bible to School, experts in engaging children with the word of God. Together, we will make sure that you can tell the children about the love of Jesus. Ready, set, let's go. Hello and welcome to the You Can Tell the Children podcast. I'm your host, Meredith Steidler, and this is episode 95 and the start of our June mini-series covering the top three spiritual questions kids ask. And they sure do ask great questions. And we want to give them answers founded on the truth of God's word. Our goal in this mini-series over the next few weeks is to hand you tools right from scripture to guide and inspire the children in your circle of influence so this next generation can be a powerhouse for God's kingdom right here on earth. You'll be able to use these tools to pray over your children, start conversations, and disciple them. Everything we need to know about pouring into kids and godly living is in his word. It's useful, and it's meant to be our instruction book for life. So after listening today, head on over to our website at BibleToSchool.com. That's Bible, the number two, school.com, and click on the resource tab. This is where you'll find the show notes from today, which includes all the scripture we mentioned and other related podcast episodes for you to check out. Don't forget to rate and review You Can Tell the Children podcast on your favorite podcast channel, because this in turn helps spread the ministry of Bible to School and makes it so much easier for listeners to find content they love. You can also follow us on our socials at Bible to School and share our posts with your friends. Ready to dig into scripture to find the answer to the top kid question, where do I come from? Join my conversation with Corey now. So I have with me today my friend and mentor who also happens to be Bible to School's CEO, Corey Pennypacker. If you are joining us for the first time, Corey and her husband have raised three boys of their own. Several are married now, and she has been leading this growing public school ministry of Bible to School for over 12 years. Hey, Corey. Hey, Meredith. So good to talk to you today. You too. I'm so glad we can be together. So first of all, Corey, we've heard it said and experienced it to be true, that everyone longs to know their lives have meaning and great purpose. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, yeah, that is so true. It starts at a very early age, believe it or not. And at Bible to School, we actually hear certain questions over and over again. Three main questions we hear, they want to know, where did I come from? What's my purpose? But they also want to know what happens after I die. And so we have a curriculum team who created Bible lessons for Bible to School and activities that are from God's word that powerfully and effectively answer those questions for them. So that's exciting. Yeah, that's so exciting. And today we're going to talk in more depth about these questions. And specifically, we're going to start with the first one, where do I come from? So Corey, where do we come from? Wow, it's a big question. Uh, it's so important to start at the very beginning, Meredith, with kids. Very good place to start. We don't know whose we are. We can't know who we are. So our identity will never truly be grasped if we don't understand that the God of the universe created us in his image. I mean, kids need to know this. I mean, going all the way back to Genesis, scripture says, in the beginning, 
God created the heavens and the earth. And even more important for this discussion of, you know, where do I come from is verse 27 in Genesis. It says, so God created mankind in his own image in the image of God. He created them male and female. He created them. That's exactly right. We have to show our kids that God created. He created them. He created you. He created me, but he didn't just create us. No. He created us in his image. And when he was all done with that, verse 31 tells us, God saw all that he had made and it was very good. Very good. <laughs> yeah. So we can know the answer to where do I come from is from the creator of all things, God, who himself is very good. So that's pretty awesome. <laughs> yes. Yes. And other scripture, though, says where we come from to Meredith. I mean, Psalm 139 talks about how we're, I love that one, we're each formed by God inside our mother's womb. I love that Paul tells us in the book of Ephesians that we are God's masterpiece created by him for unique purposes. That's, that's Ephesians 2.10. And God intimately is involved in the creation where we see in Jeremiah, where, sorry, Jeremiah one, where the Lord tells the prophet before I even formed you in your mother's room, I knew you before you're born. I set you apart. That is so cool. Amen. That's phenomenal. The Lord God almighty creator of the entire universe. He chooses us. And actually John 15, 16 is Jesus talking. And he says himself, you did not choose me. I chose you, but I chose you so that you will go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. And just to tag here, the so that is exactly what we're going to talk about next week when we get into why we were created. But that's so powerful. So cool. So I also just have to throw in there real quick, my absolute favorite scripture that speaks to where I come from. It just feels so personal. Okay. Yeah. And that's Isaiah 43, one. And it says this, but now thus says the Lord, he who created you, O Jacob, He who formed you, O Israel, fear not. I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. Oh, yeah. Scripture is so clear that every human, and we want to tell this to kids, every human was created by God and for God, for his pleasure and for his purpose, which Mm. that that just, just says it all, doesn't it? Oh, my word. Yes. And very similar to the passage you just quoted from Colossians is John 1 that says, through him, all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that's been made. Yeah, I mean, we we just keep pouring out all these scriptures. I hope I, I hope our listeners are listening up to all this because these are all God's words. Same, it's not our words; these are God's words. But so we were in Bible to school. You know, we teaching these these young public school children. There was a little boy I have to tell you about. We were telling him this exact verse that you know God made you, God loves you, God created you for a purpose, and he just couldn't get over that. He he just kind of jaw dropped open. We told him this and he said with, I mean, huge eyes and like, man, God made me, God really made me. I mean, it was just, it, it was just a, a eye opening that he was made by God, the father, the creator of the universe. And then another little girl, we had scripture about God knowing your name and she couldn't get over. She said, you know, God actually knows my name. Like the kids don't even pull them out of kind of their day-to-day, they're like, wow, I'm, I'm part of a bigger story. So knowing our names is really cool. Like when you, when you do, like, I know when I go to a server or at restaurants and 
you know, the server, I always ask what their name is because they're serving me, you know, and I always try to use their name as if I I can remember it, you know, as I'm eating. But when you say somebody's name and you know them, that is just a powerful connection. And God, God knows us inside and out. He created us and that connection. Kids need to know about that connection. He knows our name. Absolutely. And, and he makes it clear in his word. He wants us to know that truth because he not only knows our names, the Bible says he knows the number of hairs on our heads. Mm. So, I mean, wow, that's a lot. And who can know that other than God, right? So what an encouragement just to hear these truths. But Corey, here's my question. What are we supposed to say when one of our deep thinking kiddos raises the question, but how can we know what the Bible says is true? So if we're talking to a child who has decided the Bible is just a storybook, what ground do we have to stand on? Oh, man, that's a great question. We do get that question at Bible to School, but it's so much fun to answer. We, actually, In fact, we have a whole episode on this that would be great for our audience to listen to next. It's, it's episode 20 with, his name is Mike Lutz. He's a teacher with Bible to School, and he's phenomenal. Uh, it's about, it's called, How Do You Know the Bible is True? But in summary, I mean, my brother in Christ, Mike Lutz, uh, he really talks about how the Bible is unique and how it's the only book God has ever given to mankind. God gave these words to 40 different men over a period of 1,500 years. The 66 books of the Bible fit together like a glove. I mean, they tell one story of a God who is and what he's done for us. I mean, all 40, can you believe it? All 40 of these men, Meredith, testified that God gave them the word. Wow, absolutely. These men were willing to die to stand behind the truth of these words. That definitely says something. Yeah, we talk about the Bible too. Everybody says, well, what about the prophecies? They, They prophesy in there. Well, it's helpful to know that the Bible has foretold many events. But here's the thing. When it comes to Jesus, there's about 300 prophecies about him in the Bible, and all 300 have occurred. And when I tell kids that, their eyes get big when we study the New Testament. So yeah, we have a good time with that in that episode. So definitely listen to that episode. Oh, yeah. And when I hear that, my eyes get big. I mean, every time. It's just so cool. Like, how does God's word written over hundreds of years do that? Um, Well, only the answer is only God. What's cool is, as I was researching for today, um, I came across a CBN article. And it ties into perfectly what we're saying here about God's word. I'm just going to quote it so I don't mess it up. And it reads, it is the magnificent detail of these prophecies that mark the Bible as the inspired word of God. Only God could foreknow and accomplish all that was written about the Christ. This historical accuracy and reliability sets the Bible apart from any other book or record. Oh, that is awesome. So, I mean, my question is, what's one way you can show your kids this in their Bibles? Oh, yeah. Great, great question. I mean, kids... They like to be seeing things. They like to hear things, but they they want to be able to be shown so you can say, hey, let me go here with you and check it out. So for me, it's a simple look in my study Bible. I can look in the back or the front and find information that would get me to where I need to go. Another great resource is gotquestions.org. And you just ask a good question, something like, what prophecies have been fulfilled in scripture? And it'll give you a whole bunch of Bible references and their interpretation. Also, there are some really nice charts online I've found that list the prophecies alongside their fulfillment. 
And then you can just turn together to the references in your Bibles to see it for yourselves. Pretty, pretty cool. Well, actually, my kids and I, we had a tradition at Christmas. We had little prophecy cards, index cards. And like every week we would, or every couple of days, we would go through the different prophecies and one side it had what the prophecy was and the other side, it had the fulfillment on it. So we would turn them around. So there's even different like holidays that you can bring up and and put that because we forget, we really forget this stuff, Meredith. And we're just like, oh, here's the Bible. No, the Bible is amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you know, another important fa- fact to bring up when kids ask how they can believe what the Bible says is true is the whole thing about science. I mean, science actually, I was, I was pretty, I was a pretty young Christian when I figured this out, but science confirms scripture. I mean, we have another awesome podcast that speaks to this as well. We have friends uh, in Answers in Genesis and Dr. Jen Rivera, Jennifer Rivera, I interviewed, and it's it's called How Science Helps Us Understand God's Creation. And I love how in that podcast, she talks about how we can confidently stand on the authority of God's word, regardless of what the world throws at us. Because honestly, through the years, science has actually confirmed scripture. Oh yeah, that's so cool. And you don't hear that as much. It's like, we need to help people hear this. You know why is because today our kids are hearing all the theories of how the world began, including evolution, natural selection, you know, everything but the truth. So really what they're learning is that there is no need for a creator. There's no God and everything can be explained apart from God. But this is when it's so good and so important to bring up modern day observational science. Corey, do you remember what Jen said to you about how fossils are created? I think that's so cool. Sure. Yeah. Secular science looks at fossils and says, oh, that's the result of millions and millions of years of slow processes and erosion, which sounds good. However, the biblical worldview says that fossils came from a catastrophic global event, which we know as the flood. Yeah, exactly. Which is plug in. You should totally take your kids, if you can, the people in your life to Creation Museum because it does a phenomenal job of showing this biblical worldview and, you know, science to support support it all. Yeah, absolutely. It, it does. But it's a conversation we just got to got to bring to our kids. Yeah, our kids relate with bringing it to them like why do we find seashells all over the world on every continent? Hmm. Maybe hmm. because maybe <laughs> there just was a worldwide flood just like the Bible tells us, you know. Uh, we have to break it down and make it simple. Yeah, I mean, with kids we're trying to look at the same evidence, but our interpretations are completely different because we're not using the worldview as a starting point. We're using the Bible as it. And since kids, I mean, with the kids, we want them to understand the truth of where they come from. So it's so important to begin telling them at a very young age that the Bible tells us we are made in God's image and the Bible is true. Exactly. We don't need evidence to prove to us the Bible is true. Jen Rivera said that a few times. The point is God told us it's true. And his word says he cannot lie. We can trust that. But what's so nice is there are so many things that confirm the validity of the Bible, and that is what makes it fun to look at these examples together with kids. So I'd really encourage our listeners to check out episode 22 with Jen Rivera for more specific ways that science confirms the Bible. Yeah, and I'd I'd love to add to that, Meredith, also to check out episode 81, because Mama Bear Apologetics is amazing. It's Hillary 
Uh, she is a started Mama Bear Apologetics, and she kind of spells out how, because it's kind of intimidating, but how anyone can learn to give a reasonable defense of our biblical worldview. And kids can ask questions, but I love how this episode leaves you feeling confident that you can teach kids to know why they believe what they believe and stand firm in that. So important for them to, to know that. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes. And it reminds us to start having these combos on other worldviews and theology really early, like age eight, nine, so that by the time our kids or the kids in our life leave our nest or your sphere of influence, they already know how to kindly and confidently educate others with the solid truth of God's word. I'm glad you mentioned that, you know, kindly and confidently educating others. I have a story about my oldest son. He's actually 29 years old now, but when he was in high school, he had a speech class with a very good, he's an excellent teacher, um, but he had opposite points of view than the biblical worldview and everybody knew it. And he pretty much had they had to defend a topic and he picked all the hot topics, you know, abortion and, you know, he picked them all. I can tell you that we talked through that at the dinner table. He, my son, Justin would come home and, you know, be upset. He was the only one in the class that had a different point of view, you know, but he had to lay out his three points or whatever points he had. And it's so important to be that safe place for your child to talk through those things and how, what they're going to say and how they're going to say it kindly, not only what they're going to say, but how they're going to say it. And I know that that teacher really respected him. And even though it was hard being the lone person in the, in the, you know, in, in whatever ninth or 10th grade or whatever it was doing that, he told me later, this, this is his words. He said, you know, that really strengthened my faith, mom, that I was able to articulate that. And that was a home run. And believe me, that wasn't an easy time. But making your, like if you, like you just said, starting at eight, nine, 10 years old, if you're talking about that, they're going to feel comfortable to come to you when the world does creep in, like in high school or sooner. And you guys, can, you can work it out and you can help them, help them articulate that, that the Bible is true and science does confirm the Bible. And you can share that with, uh, with others, even if they have a different point of view, it's okay. Oh yeah. It's so good. And I, I know for me, one of the reasons I chose public school for my kids after much prayer and deliberation with my husband, of course, was I wanted them to be able to process all of the different worldviews, all of the different ideas and theories coming at them while they're still in my home with me so that we can go together and we can talk about things realistically and go to the, to the Bible and God's word and ask the Holy Spirit to help us discern. Like We get to do that all together. So that when they are out on their own, they've already figured out how to ask good questions, ask mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit's help, and to realize like culture is never going to 100% agree with what I believe is true. It's not truth. So let's figure that out together. And then they'll be able sure. to do that. Yeah, sure. And if you homeschool or if you, your children go to a Christian school, that's the same thing. It's the same concept because yeah. the world does come in. You want your kids to be equipped, but, but these three spiritual questions though, are the, are the key ones. That's why we're trying to help you and equip you as listeners as these are the ones that they're going to ask right away, right up front. Yep, absolutely. And so this week we got to talk about, you know, where do I come from? So next week, our second question is actually one I've personally battled with for so many years, um, which is what is my purpose? Kids want to know that. And so we'll dig into it. How, like you said, we were created on purpose for a purpose, right? 
And we can fulfill that purpose by the power of our helper, the Holy Spirit. So I'm excited to be back here with Corey next week to go over that, our purpose. But for now, Corey, I would just love if you would close our time together in prayer. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to pray scripture. It's such an honor to do that, to pray scripture over our children and our listeners right now, because these summer, summer conversations are great, Meredith. I'm, I'm enjoying doing this with you. Father God, Lord, I ask that you fill the children, the parents, the, the moms and dads, the grandparents, the aunts and uncles, fill them with the knowledge of your will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. May they know they were created by you and for you and made in your very image and that you desire a relationship with all of them. So we ask you to move in their hearts until they claim you as Lord and Savior of their lives and that they could live according to your ways. And we ask this in the precious name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. I hope you're leaving here today empowered with some additional tools in your box to equip kids with the truth of God's word that tells us we're created by him and for him. We're made in his image and have great purpose. You'll want to join Corey and me next week when we answer the second spiritual question kids ask, which is, what's my purpose? And learn how we can encourage them to walk out their calling in bold confidence and faith. I bet the kids in your life ask great questions too. Would you take a second to share them with us? First, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Bible2School. Then find today's episode, number 95, and engage with us there. We'd love to hear what your kids are saying. To make sure you don't miss an episode, subscribe to this podcast. Just go to our website at BibleToSchool.com. That's Bible, the number two, school.com, and click on the resources tab. While you're there, check out our blog post and our free at-home resources. We have several activities and ideas to help keep you busy and engaged this summer with those precious kids in your life. So thanks so much for tuning in, and don't forget to stop in next week as we uncover the truth that our lives have great purpose in Jesus. Remember, you can tell the children in your life about Jesus and his great love for them.